Welcome to the Working Women's Channel. My name is Clara Capano, and we're going to share the real secrets to success. Come on in. So Desiree, thanks so much for being with me today. I am super excited to have the world get to know you and hear your story because it is one of so much heart and so much strength. So, but I really wanted to start out by first saying congratulations because you just got married and also just found out that you are expecting your second baby. So congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, good. I would love to start off just by, if you don't mind just sharing a little bit about you so the viewers can learn a little bit about who you are. Yeah, um, well, my name is Desiree, obviously, and um, I have been running a financial planning practice for over 10 years now um, with my best friend, Rachel Thorngate. Um, I am married to Ezra. We have, as you mentioned, um, a baby on the way and an eight-year-old. Um, and we have three dogs that are noteworthy that I should probably <laughs> mention as well. Um, what else? Gosh, I've grown up almost all of my life here in Colorado, and I just am really passionate about growing my business and being the best version of myself in all the different roles that I have. Um, and I've learned a lot, um, along the course of my life and I've, I've traveled through a lot of adversity that I think has really made me who I am and, and is really a testament to how I conduct my personal life and my professional life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, there's, there's a lot wrapped up in there, but that was the cliff notes version yeah. of who I am. I love it. And I know when we started working together and got to know each other, you know, I was always really impressed by how real you were. And, you know, I never felt like you were trying to, you know, oversell. It's like, you really love the relationship side of it mm -hmm. and really love to be able to just, you know, look at people's lives and be able to really get to know people. Yeah. So, and which is no wonder why you're always, you know, one of the, the top people recognized in your company. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned over the course of my life is authenticity is mm -hmm. so important. Um, because being exactly who you are is really what makes you unique. Absolutely. Um, not only in your personal life and in your friendships and in your marriage relationships, but in, in your professional world. Um, you know, when I started my business, I was 22, 23, um, and I was working in a male dominated mm -hmm. industry with male colleagues, a lot of male clients. And I was trying to figure out who I was as right. a young female in this space. And, you know, part of one of my most favorite parts about my journey is exactly learning to be that is learning to, to be authentic and grow into myself, if you will. Sure. Um, and I think it's, it takes time to do that. And, it, and it's, it's still a work in progress. I think we're always evolving. Mm -hmm. Um, but I appreciate that that was something that you recognized and okay. appreciate in me because, um, it's taken, I think a, a long time to really grow into exactly who I was meant to be. Yeah. I love it. So, you know, what we're talking about here are, you know, the real stories behind success, because we know that success doesn't happen overnight and it's not always a pretty journey. And I would love for you to share, you know, what was a time that maybe was, you know, a real challenge for you, maybe a, a dark time. And how did you push through that to stay on your path? Well, Clara, how much time do you I have? <laughs> Which one do I pick? <laughs> 
Well, the obvious one that comes to mind is when my now eight-year-old son was diagnosed with stage four neuroblastoma, um, as you know a lot about, um, when he was 10 months old. Mm -hmm. And for me at the time, as a first time mom, you know, you're already panicky and on edge about all the things that could go wrong. And, you know, you're, you're bringing this, this person into the world, um, and when that hit, it was, there's nothing that could have prepared me for that. I was two and a half years into building my business. So there was a lot I was learning about becoming a financial advisor, becoming a business owner. Um, I, you know, I was learning a lot about myself and then now I'm learning how to be a doctor. I, what I feel like now mm-hmm. <laughs> on the side and there's just nothing that can prepare you for such a time. So when he was diagnosed, um, my entire world got flipped upside down and that obviously derailed um, what I thought was my path of of normalcy in that season. But the other piece that is noteworthy is that again, I was running a business and I didn't know how to even care about something outside of not knowing if my kid was going to come home with me in a few Mm -hmm. weeks. And so uh, there was a learning curve there for me to, you know, I learned how to run my business from a hospital. Um, and you know, just like everyone probably watching this, we've all gone through or will go through severe trauma. It just looks different for different people. Mm -hmm. For me, the, to date, that was my biggest trauma. Um, but you know, over time, I, you know, we just, we got into a routine and, and then nor it became my new normal to, you know, figure out logistics of who's going to be at the hospital and who's going to be, you know, helping me to run the business that day. And what was my capacity? What was my emotional capacity? Right. Um, and navigate, there's no manual on how to navigate through yeah. that. And it sounds like you really had to, you know, learn how to ask for help and, you know, allow other people to do things for you so that you could make sure, again, all bases were covered. And, you know, I got to tell you that people showed up that were unexpected. People don't know what to do when someone's going, but people showed up that were unexpected in ways that were unexpected. So yes, asking for help, allowing the help you don't, but I will say this, you don't, when you're in trauma, you don't know what you need. And one of my biggest learnings from, from going through something like this was people have good intentions when they say things like, let me know if you need anything. They mean it. Let me know what you need. I'm here to help. You don't know what you need. You don't even know that you need anything. You don't even care if you need something, (laughs) right? So one of the things that I've taken away is, is doing anything is better than offering or promising everything, right? Being willing to offer anything is nice and fuzzy, but what's actually impactful is choosing to do anything, just do something. So you know, you mentioned how you had to compartmentalize and it wasn't looking at the whole day. It was just looking at the next 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how do you, you know, show up for your clients, you know, when you have all this going on, you know, did you have to talk to your clients about what was going on, set different expectations? Like how sure. did you make it all work? Well, it's interesting you asked that because at the time I didn't have a full, you know, infrastructure from a staffing standpoint. Mm-hmm. So it, I really didn't have um, the amazing team members that I have or a business partner at that time to help, you know, take care of all of that. So the answer is yes, I did communicate. 
Um, I was transparent about what was going on. Um, I had people in my office making phone calls to be transparent about what was going on. But I will tell you that the nature of what I do um, inside of comprehensive financial planning, as I hope you've experienced in our working relationship together, um, this, this, the irony is that a lot of what I talk to my clients about is preparing for storms and preparing right. for the what ifs. Good point. And, um, of course, planning for the fun and the good and the, ex- the expected and the hopeful. But here I was experiencing one of the very things that I, I'm very convicted and passionate about talking to my clients about protecting themselves right. against. And so there was an interesting, there was an interesting balance emotionally where half of me was disengaged because I had my son's life that I was focused on. But the other half of me, that conviction for and, and love for my clients and, and doing the right thing for them never went away. It never mm-hmm. changed. It was now that I have a total dual focus here. And I think that came out to clients in a a a convicting manner and it only helped me and my clients do better and more efficient planning together. But it was definitely one in which clients had to be understanding that this may not be one in which you're going to call me and get me at any hour of the day. But you just, you know, like anything in any season, any business, you take one day at a time. And you know what? People are generally pretty pretty good people, right? Generally people are, they understand. They do. When we communicate with them, you know, right. most people are pretty understanding. I want to talk about this idea of transparency. Mm-hmm. And I love that so much because I think so often in business, especially with women, we're afraid to be transparent. Yeah. You know, we're afraid that it's going to make us seem weak mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know, people might think less of us that we're not showing up the right way. Yeah. What I have found is that when I am transparent, you know, with purpose, Mm -hmm. you know, they see me as more of a human and actually it strengthens my relationships. And I find that I even do more business. Right. What did you find when you were transparent and continue to be, you know, that's, that's an interesting question because I've, I've answers in two sides. I, I wear a hat similar Um, to you in some capacity where I'm coaching and developing other people that do what I do, um, other business owners. And I have a role where I'm a leader to my clients, right? And I'm expected to be all these things to, to both, right? And so what I have found is on the client side, yes, very much what, what you said, I agree with that being transparent, sharing when appropriate and knowing your audience and knowing what the line is. Um, and with confidence where I've been or what mistakes I've made in my life or what I've gone through personally or medically or, you know, all those things, um, it, it brings the people's guards down, right? Because in a lot of different industries, people's guards are naturally already up here because we live in an un, um, or a distrusting society. And so to the degree that you can be yourself and be transparent and share parts of you that maybe seem taboo, um, in certain people's opinions, to me, strengthens trust quickly. Now on the other side where I am looked at to be a leader in my industry, um, mostly of men, one of the ahas that I've had is that I, I did feel like I was expected to show up in a really strong fashion. And I had a lot of eyes on me when I was going through my son's cancer, um, because I was, you know, producing at a, 
at my industry standards at a high degree, but now I'm going through something personal and I'm a young person mm -hmm. and I'm a female. So there's a lot of attention, good or bad, and whether I want it or not by default. So I, I did exactly that, right? I put on the strong face that I thought everyone wanted to see. And what I've learned is 10 years in, a decade later, I now believe that my job on a platform is to be transparent about how difficult things have actually been right. and not, you know, stand up here and parade around about the success that we've had personally or professionally and, and create this facade that I'm not human. And I think that as leaders, both you and I, we have a responsibility mm -hmm. to people that whether it's they're looking up to us, they're listening to us, they don't like us, whatever the case is, right. we have a responsibility to let it be known that it's okay to say, you know what? My family's the priority. This is a very difficult time. And my mental well-being, my family, my health, that is priority number one. So I'm going to check out mm -hmm. to deal with those things and let it be okay and let it be known. You know, so one of the things I wanted to ask you and, you know, just want to make sure, you know, your son is doing well now and he's completely yes, in remission. He and is, I, I, sometimes I forget to mention the most important part. He is six and a half years cancer free. Fantastic. Yeah. So amazing. So I wanted to ask you in, you know, reflecting on everything, what would you say are some of the best things about being a working mom? Because again, it's not always easy, but there are some yeah. really beautiful parts of it. Yeah. I mean, I take a lot of pride in the fact that I get to live out two dreams that I have. I get to be a mom and I get to be a business owner and an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Um, and that I, I have the flexibility to what I describe swing the pendulum back and forth because this concept of balance that comes up all the time, mm -hmm. how do you balance? How do you balance? You don't. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. You know, it's, it's just so much fun to, you know, just be able to, you know, see you bring all this and be able to really, you know, send that message to, you know, both your kids now and to be able to let them, you know, really see that, you know, you can be strong and you can go for anything you want and create it to be anything yeah. you want. That's just yeah. awesome. So when we think about success, we know that there is this give and take. And I love mm -hmm. what you were saying about the pendulum. And I think that's such a strong message for entrepreneurs, especially mompreneurs, yeah. is to you know look at those different seasons. I know I see it in my business as well. So even though I might be on the road during my busy season, right. to be very present during the other ones. Yeah. And I think you know sharing that and letting them know. Yeah. And as Nicholas has gotten older, he now is more aware of this. Mm -hmm. But I also know that success is about a trade-off. You know, yeah. sometimes you have to give a little bit here to get over there. Yeah. What would you say have been some of the trade-offs that yeah. you've either had to make or that you make now to make it all work? I think that I have learned to be okay trading in things that I like for things that I love. Ah, give me an example, that's great. So I like being on platforms where I can share my history and what I've learned with others and learn from them and you know, I love the, the coaching opportunities that I have and building that side of my relationships with people. But I like that, but I love knowing that my family believes I'm present mm -hmm. and experiences that I'm present. I love being able to trust my team with the business and take off for a week and go on a vacation with my family and know it's okay to turn off my phone. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a lot of things that, you know, I like, 
but I, I have to be willing to trade them in from time to time for things that I love, right? My priorities. And I think one of the things too, to, to consider is how do we be, how do we figure out the right balance between being present and being productive? And you do, you have to make those trade-offs and it doesn't have to look right. like the lady next door yeah. or how somebody else does right. it. So, yeah. so what would you say are you most proud of? I'm proud of the personal growth that I've had over the last decade, probably really being triggered from my, what I went through with my son, Mikkel. Um, professionally, um, you know, when, when my business partner, who's also my best friend of many, many years, we decided to merge our business. Um, I was running mine. She was running hers. And we had this crazy idea over a business trip one, one layover. And by the time that, that flight hit home, we had a whole business plan written out that how we were going to, you know, collide my world and her world and just do this together because it was more fun and we could have greater impact. Um, and then the next day we executed it and that's been almost, we're coming up on six years and we've together created, um, many amazing memories. We've acquired amazing human beings as clients. We've, we've really, I really, uh, look back and believe that that was probably the thing I'm the most excited or the most proud of that, that making that decision when it was taboo and there was really no training wheels for what we did. We kind of had to figure it out along the way from a legal perspective, from a logistical perspective an infrastructure perspective. I mean, it was, it took a while to, to figure it out, but that is probably what I would say. Those two things. And, and how fun to work with your best friend. Yeah. Oh, awesome. It makes a huge difference, it does. but it's not for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> So if you could go back and rewind time, you know, and looking at everything you've gone through, is there anything you would have done different or you would do different the second time? Around? Gosh, I mean, I think there's always things that we would do different. Um, I think the biggest one that comes to mind professionally is I would have thought bigger sooner. And I, I would be inclined to say I would have grown into myself, my authenticity sooner, mm -hmm. but I have to be honest that I didn't know, I didn't really know what that authentic version of me was <laughs> at the time. I think when we're in our twenties, we don't right. really know what that means, exactly. but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So if you had to just look at all the lessons that you've learned, mm -hmm. being that we're here to share the real stories of success with other working women and other mompreneurs, what is it? What is a message you would want to leave with them? Gosh, I mean, I think authenticity is big. I think once, if you have a, if you have clarity on who you really want to be, how you want people to perceive you, um, you, you need to not be afraid to walk in those shoes. That could mean anything from the way you run your business to the way that you dress, the way that you talk, who you choose to work with, but it's your business. So own it, um, and walk in that. And it's also okay if you're not clear, right? on what your vision really is or who you really are yet. That doesn't mean you can't be successful either, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's a lot, a lot of it is just about accepting exactly who you are and where you are and not feeling, which is another thing we struggle with, right? As business owners is always wanting to do the next thing, always wanting to continue layering on successes, but being 
present and where, again, being where your feet are in just being okay with where you're at and sitting in it and simultaneously working towards who you want to be. The other thing that I think is really noteworthy is this success. I think sometimes people look at successful business owners in any industry and they think that person's so much different than me or gosh, it's easy for them, which goes back to my comment about professional successful women and men have a, have a responsibility to show some things behind the curtain that they're, we're, it's counterintuitive to share. But I think the other piece of it is understanding that those successful people likely have many layers of accountabilities. Fantastic. So one last thing I want to talk about is taking care of ourselves because again, you've got a lot going on and you go full bore in everything you do. What do you do to take care of yourself? I take bubble baths every nice. night. Love it. <laughs> starters. Um, but I think it's important to take care of yourself psychologically, mm -hmm. mentally, physically. Um, so, you know, for my most important relationship with humans that I have in this world, that's my husband. We do marriage counseling because that, in my opinion, is how you take care of that relationship. Mm -hmm. um, so I make time and, and we're intentional about that. Um, I make sure that if I'm feeling like I'm overworked, I won't hesitate to put a day on my calendar and tell my team I'm out for the day. Um, I'll make sure that try, I ideally would take, would take a quarterly trip, mm -hmm. um, to just decompress. I like to get out of my environment, out of my space. I think that's a huge way of decompressing for me. Um, and sometimes it's just small things, right? It's making sure that I've got time to read a little bit every day, making sure I've got time to not feel like I'm drawn to my phone. Sometimes it's just in the small ways, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't always have to be taking luxurious, extravagant trips around the world. Um, sometimes it's just taking a bubble bath and, and saying no. Sometimes it's saying no, Clara. Self-care mm -hmm. is saying no. It really is. <laughs> it really is. So, yeah. Well, I just think you are amazing and fantastic. Yeah, and I love watching everything that you do and how you put you know, yourself and your family at the heart of everything. And I know that that has also helped you to attract the right people into your world. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, you know, thank you so much um, for being so genuine, for being just here and very present and being so transparent with us. Because mm -hmm. I know that your story is going to touch many many other people out there and give them the strength to keep going forward. I just wanted to ask if somebody is hearing your story and wanted to reach out to you to learn a little bit more about you, where can they find you? Our website is just 323financialgroup.com. So we're easy to find. I love it. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time thank today. Thank you. Thank you for having me.